hi it's me again it is wednesday morning which is weird because for some reason it doesn't feel like a wednesday it feels like a monday i don't know what that says about me because i have been working this week but i don't know i guess i'm just kind of out of sorts um and it's it's like about nine in the morning so i've been awake for a little bit um i guess I ran out of To Catch a Predator videos to watch, and now I'm being fed by the YouTube algorithm, like, vigilante <laughs> To Catch a Predator type things, where it's just, like, guys that take it upon themselves to do this, which I don't know how I f- feel about that morally, but it is entertaining. <laughs> um, and there's this one guy who is, like, from Michigan who does it, so... I'm not, like, super-duper familiar with his area, but it's somewhat, like, recognizable, you know, and he's always meeting them in, like, a mire, which is, like, a Midwestern kind of Walmart, but I don't know, I feel like it's, I've always told myself it's better than Walmart, because I'm always like, Walmart's evil, right? I don't know. I'd be like, I've never been to Walmart, but I, like, go to Meyer, which is, like, basically the same thing. Um, <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. Anyway. Um, so this guy, he has, like, this super strong Michigan accent, and I feel like it's, it's because I grew up with, around that, it's really easy for me to slip back into it. Like, when I'm at home for an extended amount of time, I'll, I'll I'll emerge with, with a full-on Midwestern twang. Um, and so just watching his videos, I feel like it's sort of influencing my speech patterns. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but... (sighs) Good morning. I was just watching another one where this seems to take place in Mississauga, Ontario, and I'm like, oh my god. Ontario, okay. And that got me to thinking about Toronto, and I was just like, no offense to Toronto, but like what's what's their like scene? I don't mean scene in like a douchey way. I mean like what's what's like Toronto culture, and I don't necessarily mean, like, all of the different cultures that have come to Toronto, because I know that there are a lot, because I've been to Toronto several times, that's why I'm saying this, um, no offense to anyone from Toronto, like, I'm just, I guess, I'm just a little bit, like, I always think of this line in 30 Rock where Steve Martin's character is like, come to me with Toronto, it's like New York, but without all the stuff, and I just think of Toronto that way, they do have really good, like, ethnic food and, and cool stuff like that, but, like, I also, like, I don't know, it's just, like, okay, you know, you're there and you're, like, this is, like, the cool area? Like, it's just expensive, like, secondhand clothes, in, like, outside, and I'm cold. And then I went and I was like, let's go to this random restaurant. And it was ended up being a Hungarian Thai restaurant. But everyone that worked there was Hungarian. So I asked, what's the deal? And they said, oh, it's because my wife used to work at a Thai restaurant, but we're Hungarian. So we opened our own restaurant because she knows all the Thai recipes. And I was like, that's kind of cute. But like, very Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I feel like having, it was, like, more accessible as a big city to me growing up than, like, New York City was, and maybe that's part of it, because as a kid, 
it's not that far away and you didn't even really need a passport I think to get there you could just drive from Michigan to Toronto and you know cool big city vibes and then there's just like lots of people peeing outside on like the medians and stuff I don't know not that New York doesn't suck I mean it smells like pee everywhere but I'm not trying to start a Toronto versus New York rivalry. I'm just, I was just thinking about it because I, I just think it's funny to make fun of Canada. Um, I just always kind of have. I think, like I said, because I like kind of grew up with some Canadian culture and even just crossing the border into Canada is kind of weird because you're like, okay, I feel like I'm in like a different state, but like more different. Like it's not that different, but it is. Like, immediately the vibes are different. Um, We already have Tim Hortons, but there it's like, okay, here's another Tim Hortons. It's like the the Waffle House of Canada, I feel like. It's like, there doesn't need to be this many, does there? Um, I was very... I love Waffle House. Like, it's delicious. I went there again when I was in the South last, for the second time in my life. But I was very befuddled by how many there are in such like there was like one on each block and I'm like this must be really really popular because they're open like 24 7 right and there's so many of them and I'm like a lot of people like I don't I guess in the south people just want to go to the one that's like on their block and there's like enough people I don't don't fucking know I was I was I was confused but like more power to Waffle House I guess um I remember the first time I ever went to a Waffle House. I was in Orlando, Florida with my friend Jenny, and we had to walk there from, like, her family's condo or whatever in Celebration, which is, like, another weird-ass alternate reality kind of place. It's, like, an enclave or something. But it's, like, Disney-ish, but also, like, weird. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. It had, like, its own, like, shops and stuff. But it was called Celebration. Anyway, so we had to walk there because we didn't have a car. So we walked to the closest Waffle House. So we were, like, walking along this fucking, like, highway in Orlando, Florida. And then we get there, and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to order this and this and this, and I got to try this. And then I, they have, like, those jukeboxes in there. And I was, like, looking through it just out of curiosity. I was like, they have Elliot Smith on the jukebox at Waffle House? Like, that feels really random. And that's my main (laughs) memory that I associate with Waffle House. Um, So, yeah, having gone again, I was like, oh, hell yeah. But I didn't, I feel like I wasn't able to, like, savor it as much because we had stuff to do that day. But I, I still, like, one of my favorite kinds of food is greasy spoon. So I'm very down with Waffle House. Um, I love a good greasy spoon diner vibe. Uh, It it hits the spot for me, um, just that, that red-blooded American in me, I guess, (laughs) I don't know, but, yeah, I also grew up on that kind of stuff, too, just always, like, I think of those, like, they're kind of in, like, white cubes, or, you know, some kind of quirky little small building, and the people working are very, I, I want to say quirky as well, but, you know, there's this, there's this, this is a a funny story, I think, so, 
um, in Royal Oak, Michigan, where I used to, like, hang out a lot as, like, a teen and a kid and whatever, because it was kind of close to home, but a little more fun, um, and, like, on the way there, there was, like, uh, painted on this building, like, this, um, like, lawn mower service, power mower, whatever, company called Manus, and it had just always been there, and then when I went back, like, last summer, I saw that the M had been painted away, and it, it wasn't actually, this was in the winter, it, and it was just an anus, really, really big on the side of this building on a main road, and I'm just like, that's fucking funny, someone painted over the M, so I got a picture of it, but anyway, so we go to this diner that I used to always go to growing up, I think I actually was there on, like, their first day opening with, with my mom, we just happened to go in, and ever since I have gone there, because it's, the best um you know just like they fry their food right in front of you in that small little grill and you're like oh yeah um everything is just perfect so we get there and it's it's i take sam there because he obviously hadn't been and the guys working are like you know they're kind of like they're not like crust punk because they're like a little too old for that but they're like definitely have done rough shit in their lives and, like, might not have all of their, like, teeth or just a bunch of, like, weird tattoos or something. You know what I mean? Cool guys. But you know what I mean. I'm just trying to paint a picture. So we get there and we're, like, talking to them. And I told them about how I, like, saw that and it's really funny. And then one of the guys working there was like, oh, yeah, that's my brother that does that. He's mad because, like, Manus, like, didn't finish paying him for a job. So now he keeps painting over the M and now man is shut down so they can't like paint back over it again and it just says anus and i was like that's fucking awesome hell yeah um <laughs> I, I that's kind of a stupid story but it's just funny that there's just like I, I bet it's not even there anymore i hope i hope it is i think they should just keep anus as like a landmark but i they're they're not cool enough to do that so it's probably gone by now um, but I'm glad I got a picture while I could. So, so that's my little story about Michigan and talking about Toronto, I guess, too. Um, yeah, uh, I, I feel like I recorded recently this, like, this weekend or, like, last, at the end of the last week, but I got, I knew I was going to do this. I was like, I'm going to post this later. I'll do it later today. And then it was like, two days later and I was like oh I knew I was gonna forget to do that so I posted it yesterday I think um but like quietly because I was like I don't need whatever if you're listening you can have it but um you know enjoy so um I'm trying to think of like what else has been going on you know besides work and and life and general struggling to keep an apartment clean now that I share it with someone else um it's it's hard I'm not I'm trying to be like a clean person um but it just doesn't come naturally to me and I'm it's not that my I wasn't like disciplined to be clean it's kind of because I was disciplined to be clean and it just I guess gave me the sense of defiance towards my mother um (laughs) that's just getting carried on into my adult life I don't want to clean because I don't have to and Sam was 
gone this past weekend so i like had the place to myself and i was like ah, i'm just gonna revel in this be completely hedonistic and then i hadn't you know cleaned up enough by the time he got back and i felt bad about it because i was like you know I'm, I, I have to get myself into that mindset i feel like i have to be just like kind of stoned and like vibing and have something on in the background that's interesting to listen to and then just just do it but it's i haven't had i guess like the enough well i mean i have that's not a real excuse but i need like a good stretch of like free time that i'm not going to be interrupted by random shit like for work and stuff random shit work it's just the thing i get paid for how dare it interrupt my house cleaning but um sometimes it's just not not as busy some days and it's easier to get other things done i guess that's what i'm trying to say but um yeah so i um would keep getting things that would distract me and then i would just like have to stop in the middle of what i was doing and then try to finish up what i was working on so that i could go back to what i was doing and that caused me to like lose track of everything i don't know if that's like an add thing or something I don't want to be, like, one of those people that's like, I have ADD and, like, autism and, like, you know, whatever, because I, like, have never been diagnosed with those things, but, like, I definitely have, I could be, I, I think I do have ADD just in a way that isn't, like, ADHD, I don't, you know, like, I'm not, like, a hyper ADD person, I'm, like, more in my head, can't focus on more than one thing at a time, um, I feel like I've talked about this before, but just, like, being in in school and just drawing instead of listening because I couldn't, I had to draw, and if I'm drawing, I can't listen, and then I would just zone out for all of my classes, and it was um, kind of useless, but whatever, anyway, so, uh, (laughs) there's that, I guess, um, high school, right, um, I decided to, speaking of high school, I decided to start a new little thing that I'm probably never gonna finish, because I never do finish anything, but I should change my mindset and say, I will finish this if I put my mind to it, and I'm gonna feel good about myself once I do finish it, because it will be something that I can be proud of. Um, but it's just these drawings, and I've posted some of them online, just like my works in progress. Again, hopefully I finish them. Anyway, I will. I will finish them. I'm already making such good progress on them. But they're these drawings of, like, nostalgic moments uh, that I conjured up using the dolly too and I I kind of hate to admit that because I feel like there's like a stigma around using it in art that a lot of like I think if you drop that you use it people will automatically assume that you're like a fraud or something I don't know maybe that's just me but what I use it for is to like type in different evocative descriptions that remind me of my like youth or growing up or just things that would make me feel nostalgic even if it was like something that I wouldn't have been, like, in my era, like, for example, like, teenagers in the 90s or something like that, you know, but still things that, you know, 
make me kind of remember those times. Anyway, um, and just, like, being, like, a teenager and growing up and all of that fun stuff. So I put in all of these prompts into the Dolly 2, and I kind of have my little special sauce that I like to throw in there as well to make things look the way that I like them to look. Um, because you can kind of choose, like, oh, I want it to look like an impressionist painting, or I want it to look like it was 3D art, or whatever, so I have my own little, you know, way that I want to see the world, and the, a lot of the, um, images that it comes up with are, like, very, very cool, and very close to photographs that I kind of wish I had taken, um, if I had, like, the resources to, um, and they are kind of reminding me of, can I think of her name? She's, like, this, this photographer, Lauren Greenfield. They remind me a lot of Lauren Greenfield pictures, and, um, I think that's really cool. I didn't, like, use her as a reference or anything. They just happened to turn out like that in the way I'm looking at them. And so, in a way, I feel like it's, like, informed by that. Not to sound pretentious, but, like, that's definitely a subconscious theme that's coming out as I'm, like rendering these images, whatever it is, um, whatever the, the term is, I always say render it because that's what I do in work, but I think there's, like, a generate, so I'll, I'll find some cool ones that I like, and then I will draw them with chalk pastels, and kind of take that and use it as a reference, especially in terms of, like, lighting and shapes and that kind of thing, but the cool thing is because it's not really like a real reference, I have a lot more creative liberty to change how people look and because they're not real people, so it doesn't matter. And just kind of portray things in more straight from my mind rather than like really studying a reference and trying to make sure it looks a lot like just like it. I can kind of just use it as like, okay, these shadows and like this light and these colors but I'm still, you know, kind of working for my head. And I feel like that's hopefully what makes it more interesting is that it's like a mixture of like images that kind of already exist and images that exist in my head and images that were created by this like AI program. And then I take the synthesis of that and like then I translate it through my own, you know, head and hands and, and mind and eyes with, by drawing it and not really, like, just, just kind of, like, lightly using the reference but not really, like, studying it too much. So I feel like between all of those different, like, kind of iterations that I'm putting it through, hopefully that kind of sets it apart from, like, schlocky, like, here's a beautiful impressionist painting that I created by typing in beautiful impressionist painting. You know what I mean? Because, like, I know that's not the same thing. But I have definitely done beautiful impressionist painting type stuff on there because it's cool to see. But it, it definitely feels weird to, to just take that, download it, and say, look what I made. You know? Um, I guess that's sort of what I was, like, trying to go for. Because, like, with other ones that I was doing, I would take the image that I created with AI and draw them with, um, on my iPad. 
so that was like digitally and it felt like it wasn't as removed as it should have been I needed to take it out of like the digital realm um and anyway so the stuff that I've been working on and posting lately is just kind of that there's like a lot of different images that I saved and I'm probably not going to be able to do all of them but if I can do like a fair amount it would be really cool to just have a collection of things that I did that are cool and and honestly it's very satisfying to just work on it and see uh the images come to life um so much of it I feel like is like intuitive um and like so it's really yeah like satisfying to see your intuition um you know be proven correct or in some way where you're like I'm gonna do it this way and then you look at it and you're like wow this image really like I, I, I know this sounds again kind of pretentious or whatever but like sometimes for me the way I my mind goes to it is when you look at images and you look at like a certain composition and the colors and it just like sings you know and sometimes when you're drawing something or you're working on something um you're kind of patiently waiting for it to get to that point where you look at it and you're like it's coming together it's starting to like sing you know and just look more real and more like tangible um and it takes some time to like build up to that and sometimes you're just working on it and you kind of like you know or just concentrating on some small aspect of it and you have to like zoom out and be like okay wait let me let me take this all in and see like is it starting to get there and you know it's really satisfying to just do what you think is the right thing to do and it, and it looks good but it's still going to take a lot of time because I'm, I'm not going to get a perfect you know right away obviously and with the chalk pastels and just kind of this is like the way I work it's a lot of layering um colors and blending and all of that so it's like constantly sort of shifting a little bit um I, I I like working that way although I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like the academic way to work but I just that's just how I do things um but like I'm pretty happy with how it's looking and I am definitely gonna keep you know finessing it so there's there's some of like girls in and teenagers hanging out and in like a parking lot stuff like that that kind of reminds me like as I'm working on it I'm kind of thinking back to my own adolescence which I do think is a little bit navel gazy but it's it's just like to me bringing up these memories that um I felt were were formative and because I'm not using images that like are my friends that I took when I was a teenager and they're just like these ideas of that hopefully it can be like more universal instead of so like overly personal um but I know that I'm like waxing poetic a lot about this art that I haven't you know done a lot of yet but I just felt maybe it would be kind of interesting if you want to hear more about my process um I yeah I'm again like with Lauren Greenfield if you haven't heard of her um she is a director as well and she has directed some very interesting documentaries she's kind of if I had decided to fully pursue art and photography and all that stuff, which, I don't know, 
that's kind of sad to think about. But I guess when I say that, I mean, like, stayed in art school. Because I still do pursue it, obviously. But I would want would have wanted to end up like her because her photography, her work just really speaks to me. Um, she's done a lot of photos of, like, the, like, teenage adolescence girls that, like are in their awkward phase at fat camp and the popular girls who are like look really cool and are putting on makeup for the dance and like all of these really sensitive um and beautiful images um that to me really just kind of like evoke that essence of being a teenage girl and just like all of the different contradictions that live inside of you and growing up and feeling weird um and wanting to be pretty and I think, I think in some sense that's, like, something that a lot of people can relate to, especially a lot of women, I guess. Um, so it was something that, like, I kind of wanted to go for, and it was really cool, because, like, I, I guess, it, like I said, I wasn't really thinking, like, I wouldn't type, you know, Lauren Greenfield style, I wasn't, like, looking at a photo of hers and, um, thinking, like, I'm gonna recreate that in AI, but, like, as I created them, I just noticed that they were reminding me of hers, and that, I thought that was cool. So she also directed that documentary called, like, Queen of Versailles, and it was about this, like, super rich family, and the, they're like, we're gonna build America's Versailles, and it's this disgusting house, and you should watch it. It's really good. And then the recession happens, and it's, it's interesting because, like, while they, when they started filming the documentary, obviously they weren't expecting the recession to happen, so they were just like, it's gonna be about this rich family. And then when that happened, it was like a, you know, domino falling. Um, so that's, that's a good one. She's also taken a lot of pictures of, like, privileged kind of families, but, yeah, all very interesting, um, and cool things, um, yeah, I guess I have, I, I love photography, <coughs> excuse me, and I appreciate it so much, and I think that I'm pretty good at it, but I just don't do it enough, and I, I just need to get more into the, like, state of mind of looking at the world through a photographer's eye, which I haven't done in a really long time, but I love photography, um, like, I just love looking at it and looking at beautiful images and feeling happy and having them, like, speak to me in some way. And um, so for a lot of the, like, what I want to do, I guess, even in that, like, visual arts realm, is kind of like that. So if, if you're interested, I mean, I really like the more famous, is like, William Eggleston, his style is another aspirationally equally interesting and mundane um that's kind of one of my favorite things is looking at very regular things and and pointing a lens at them and, and capturing them looking extremely interesting somehow um I always remember this cousin of mine my dad's like cousin or something she was she's a photographer and she was like anyone can take a picture of like a beautiful waterfall but like that's not you know interesting to me it's, like, obvious, and, and that's always kind of stuck with me, honestly, because, of course, it's, it's, you know, there's beauty in, in everything, but I think there's more beauty in things that aren't obvious, um, like, 
all those little ways that the light falls uh, on the walls or, you know, the sun is in the sky or, like, a tree is, you know, just these these things that you walk by every day that you you look at them in a photo and you think, wow, like, I can see the beauty that someone saw in this, this moment that just feels like an exhale, kind of. Um, I might be kind of high, but I also feel like I kind of hope this is interesting. Anyway. Um, so yeah, William Eggleston, uh, Stephen Shore, um, and like, I, yeah, like Lauren Greenfield, who else? There's, there's someone. Oh yeah. Um, Andy Sweet. These are all probably like in my like top, you know, photo gods. Um, there's more, I'm sure, but those are the ones that come to mind so if you're if you're interested in the kind of thing that I seem to like you should check them out um yeah I'm all about feelings I'm all about showing people how to feel feelings without telling them you know uh like with my art I want it to just bring up emotions without sending some kind of message you know, um, that's, that's more of what, like, my approach is with things, and I, I sometimes feel, like, weirdly, not weirdly, I feel, like, narcissistic a little bit sometimes when I think, like, what I want in life is to just create art that does that for other people, like, why can't I just be happy to do it for myself, but, thinking back to all of the, like, art and media that I've consumed in my life that, like, has really helped me at at times where, like, I felt really shitty and alone, um, I just, like, that's what makes me want to do that for anybody else, because, like, I would, I want to share that, um, I know that's, that sounds kind of weird, but I guess, I think, I think that's not that, um, like, we all have our comfort shows and our things that kind of give us faith, you know, in the, in living again, (laughs) um, and just, like, just those little things, sometimes on TV shows or in writing, where you're, like, oh, there's, like, a twinkle of this moment where someone, I feel understood, and that's very affirming, and I think to, to give people those moments, you have to be vulnerable yourself and kind of, like, take all your flaws and put all of that shit and you know kind of just say this is me and it's like every time I post a selfie I mean this isn't really the same thing but like on Twitter or whatever and I know I I, it's not like I am gonna get sometimes I do this for fun but like I generally don't really get dolled up and put on my best clothes to take a little selfie and be like hey this is what I look like right now like I normally am just wearing a t-shirt and no makeup and my hair is up, or whatever, um, I'm not really, like, wanting to go through, like, that, because that's just me, and it's, like, without fail, I'll, I'll post some selfie where it's, like, I've dared to not get dolled up for the camera, and I've, like, okay, part of this is, like, conjecture, because, but I also just, like, kind of know that, like, you know, when you, you post a selfie like that, or I post a selfie, well, I'll post a selfie like that, and then someone 
will I'll get some private quote retweets and I'm like I know that you're one of those crazy bitches that's like obsessed with hating on me I don't know and maybe it's not maybe someone's being nice but I am too cynical to think that someone would be nice and there's just some weirdo ladies on Twitter who are like I don't know it feels like they want to live in my skin um and like there's part of me that's like oh that's sort of flattering like but then there's another part of me that's like this is scary and it's only flattering because I'm like I know that you're like purporting to really hate me but like you're spending a lot of time and energy on that like I don't even know who you are and like you're you seem to really care a lot and like it's kind of cute in that it's sad (laughs) I didn't mean to go off on a little tangent there but it is how it is and sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm just going to fucking post the selfie that's not the most flattering selfie in the world because I want to, because this is who I am. And if people are going to fucking private quote retweet it and call me ugly and whatever, they can do that because I am being honest with like how I look and I don't feel the need to do anything that's going to like, tr- like, supersede the right word anything that's gonna try and like okay let me put on let me try and look extra extra cute so that nobody like private quote retweets me and probably says something mean like I don't care like I'm gonna keep just doing it you're not stopping me from doing anything like just just keep talking about me if like you want to I I really don't like I'm probably showing up in your dreams like that's cool rock on mwah (laughs) Um, but, like, I guess where I was going with that is that the more vulnerable and and honest with people you try to be, the more that it's, you know, people are going to try and, like, hurt you for what you are because you're showing them what you are instead of, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of making sense. Um, and, like, that's fine with me. Uh, because at least I'm cool enough with myself that I can do that and live with it and not be that, you know, bothered. It's just, it's just like, yeah, I I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, you just have to accept that you're not going to please everyone. So might as well just do whatever you want to do. And for the people that aren't pleased by it, like, that's not really your business. Like, that's not your problem. You know, just keep doing your thing bitch um that's what I tell myself every day when I wake no I'm just kidding um but yeah so I don't know I think I've, I've noticed that there are people um like around my age kind of older sometimes where it's like they're so stricken by the need to be liked by everyone that it's like this obsession that makes them really unlikable um like just just people that are like too it's kind of insincere or it's desperate and it's just like like they're too like people that are just like too upset and they can't accept the fact that like not everyone's gonna love them 
and approve of everything they do and have glowing praise about them like duh like you need to be way more secure in yourself and like not care about that shit because like it does not matter um and these people are like they're what i get i guess what i'm getting at is like they'll be so worried about coming across a certain way that they like refuse to like apologize or take accountability like they always like double down because they they think that like it's a weakness to be like i was wrong little do they know i guess that like just just conceding and being like oh yeah i fucked up or i was wrong or i shouldn't have done that or whatever um is a lot more endearing than pretending like you're perfect or you're always the victim or everyone's out to get you because like that's never the case like no one's just like constantly a victim without choosing to be you know and that kind of goes for everyone so it's like at the end of the day if you're chilling and you're you know you have like a life and and you're not like worrying about how to make it through the next day like you're doing pretty well and there's no reason to feel like persecuted um but maybe that's like bad of me to say I don't know I don't really care um because I don't like fucking just just get over yourself it's like people in their 30s acting that way is like embarrassing to me like you should have your shit together by now like god forbid when i'm in my 30s i'm still that insecure and worried about what other people think of me because like i thought that that's what your 30s was for it was for like settling into yourself and like finding that quiet confidence so it makes me extra sad when people are like still struggling to like hold on to acting like a child when they're a full-grown adult it's like at a certain point like this is on you and that's the hardest thing for them to accept but like if they did accept it things would probably get a lot better for them because then they could learn on learn how like work on how to you know get better i don't know who knows? I mean, why would you take advice from me? What, do, what am I talking about? Um, it's kind of like something I was thinking about lately, like when people who give a, a, advice or have like these really strong opinions on things that like, why should I care? Um, I'm not going to like get too obvious, but it's like, like a, I would say it's like a, a vegan person telling you how you should prepare your steak so that it's perfect. Um, excuse you, but, like, I I don't fucking care what you think. You're vegan. I'm gonna have my steak how I want it. Like, shut up. And I think that there have been similar things happening lately where it's just kind of like, okay, like, just be happy. And I'm not talking about actual vegans and eating meat. I'm just trying to be subtle. It's just, like, just be happy being a vegan if that's the choice you've made. Don't be so, like, bitter about people and angry, like, that they have made a different choice. Because it just makes it seem like you really want meat, but haven't brought yourself to eating it. To eat it. To have eaten it. Um. Subscribe for more awesome philosophical statements. I'm gonna have to cut this one off a little bit early because 
I just got some work messages in, even though it's still a little bit early, but it's a quick tweak. I just figured I might as well end this here because it's like 40 minutes and um, that that's a good amount of, of stuff to nosh on. I feel like I've been, you know, talking to myself as I always do. Um, the one thing that I wanted to add, the, the impetus for me even recording this was like crazy frog. What was that about? Why was that a thing? And it's like, if you just say crazy frog, I'll be, oh yeah, we all, we know exactly what you're talking about. Like, like a certain generation is like, oh yeah, that got the little like gray techno frog with a little dangly penis that, that sold ringtones. Duh. Like, why? Why were we, why were we complicit in this? And, and, and then I just feel old because I think about all those commercials where it's like, to download this ringtone, text this number. And, like, those were the days. Kids these days, they don't, they don't remember. They don't remember how good we had it back then. They don't know. They don't know. Because we had blow pens. And, and I had blow pens. Um, we had those, like, cakes. That Betty Crocker, like, cake within a cake things. We had zoo books. They don't even know. They need to be learned. Okay. I hope everyone has a delicious Wednesday. Um, Ta-ta for now. Bye.